Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. No misunderstanding the message from the Ukrainian military. Now, they haven't taken credit for it, but I suspect, and it's the general suspicion, that it was the Ukrainian military wishing Putin a happy birthday yesterday. He turned 70 uh, by really taking out a major part of a huge bridge on the Crimean Peninsula. There is uh, there's so much going on in Ukraine, and um, you know that Putin has now been warning again about the use of nuclear weapons, and uh, he says that the four territories that the Russians have annexed, even though they don't control them militarily, they're now part of Russia, and if Russia is attacked, then uh, the Russians may use all the weapons at their disposal. And if he says those regions are Russia and the Ukrainian military is present in them and defeating the Russians in those areas, what will Putin do? Joe Biden, the president of the United States, warns that this is the most dangerous time since 1962, since the Cuban Missile Crisis for a potential nuclear war. There are experts who will tell you there's no way, no way Putin will ever use nuclear weapons. There are other experts who tell you, well, here's a headline in the Boston Globe. Putin is not bluffing with his nuclear threats by Graham Allison. He's a distinguished professor at Harvard University. There are so many points of view. Um, and my guest told me on the phone the other day, I want to talk to him about this, that there was a plan Putin had potentially, that would coincide with his 70th birthday and then extend to December to the 100th anniversary of the founding of the evil empire, also known as the Soviet Union. Alexander Sherba, former Ukrainian ambassador and uh, author of Ukraine versus Darkness, Undiplomatic Thoughts, is uh, back with us. Alexander, thank you. Uh, how are you? I'm very good, Troy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for asking. Now, this this attack on on the bridge, it's spectacular, and I've been on your on your Twitter feed, and there's some very interesting comments there. Um, the, the the Ukrainian military is not taking credit for it, but there's little doubt about what happened, is there? Oh, quite frankly, we don't mind. Uh, we Ukrainians don't mind if it's. Uh, uh, it, if it would be do, the doing of our government, of our secret service, quite frankly, because this is what we wanted. This is what Russia deserved. And uh, this uh, is uh, one more step to Putin losing this war. But again, it's all our emotions, our assumptions, uh, uh, the official uh, line. Uh, we keep silent to that uh, or we just quietly approve of that. Okay, now are you confident, and we've talked about this before, but let's talk about it today on this 8th day of October. Are you confident that your military 
is defeating. I was going to say pushing back, but no. Is your military actually defeating the Russian military? At this point, absolutely. He can, uh, we have the initiative. We are kicking uh, uh, Putin's soldiers, Putin's military back, uh, uh, basically uh, on all directions except for one. Uh, they are trying to uh, gain some um, initiative uh, near the town of Bakhmut, and we are in defensive. In, in the south, in the uh, east, and all other places, we are on the offensive. And it's like in, at every other point of this war, we are uh, uh, performing better than expected from us, and Russians every time performing worse than expected of them. And that's why he started this, you know, mobilization, because we defeated, basically, or we are defeating his professional army, so, he's, so he, he wants to fight with quantity, not with quality. Yeah, and uh, I mean, they're they're losing. I asked the question, but you look at the faces and photographs and videos of the Russian soldiers, they, they don't want to be there. You can see they don't want to be there, and, and we know they want to get out of the country. Hundreds of thousands have gone out since February, and the lineups of the border, I'm not sure they're still allowed out, but the lineups of the borders, uh, particularly of military-age men, has been uh, significant. By the way, you can uh, you can follow my guest at uh, Olex, that's O-L-E-X underscore Sherba, S-C-H-E-R-B-A, at Olex, O-L-E-X underscore S-C-H-E-R-B-A. Um, do you worry that, do you worry that Putin will use nuclear weapons, tactical nukes? If, if he says, look, these four, four parts of Ukraine are ours. And the spokesman for the Pentagon said earlier this week, we will, they'll be part of Russia forever. Do you, do you have concerns that he would unleash a tactical nuclear attack? Uh, well, at this point, uh, we are done uh, being afraid, quite frankly. We have been uh, afraid for so many times uh, in 2014, 2015. All, all these years, we were looking at Russia as as if it was this formidable military force. Nevertheless, we started um, resisting them when they came to our land and tried to occupy. And we realized that we can beat them. And uh, we know that he is up to anything. Although, quite frankly, using the tactical uh, or uh, strategic nuclear weapons at this point uh, makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, but, um, well, uh, every time we assumed that he would be acting rational, we were wrong. So uh, we should never assume he, he is a rational person. I mean, Vladimir Putin. But for some reason, um, as I said before, uh, we are ready for that. And if he does that, it will make Ukrainian soldiers only angrier. He's running into trouble at home. He's... I mentioned earlier people escaping, or but really, it is escaping. They're, they weren't going to the border with any plans. We talked to uh, an organization known as The Ark last weekend, and they organize op opportunities, living opportunities for Russians who've escaped, gotten out. So if he were to do this, if he were to engage nuclear um, battlefield weaponry, 
he would do you think he would run into more significant opposition at home and how significant alexander is the opposition how, i mean it's maybe hard to tell but can we tell if there is increasing pushback against putin inside russia uh, russia is an enigma quite frankly and uh, in a very negative way what we, in many ways, we, we have a lot in common. People like myself, Ukrainians like myself, I, I come from the same cultural background as most Russians. I, uh, Russian is one of my mother tongues. I, I was never Russia's enemy. And I'm amazed at how incapable Russia is at, at any, any, kind of, any kind of indignation, any kind of, you know, outrage, any kind of... Uh, you know, possible ability to to rise up against uh, injustice. I mean, they just he says, "I mobilize you to send you to Ukraine uh, to fight for Russia because uh, uh, because uh, conquering this Ukrainian land means defending Russia." And they don't ask questions; they just go. And this is I have no answer uh, aside from. Uh, that this nation was fed uh, for two decades imperialism and uh, militarism. And they still believe that uh, whatever this supreme leader says uh, is the truth. Although, quite frankly, as you pointed out, in, as of lately, uh, they probably have doubts. But I don't know how far ahead they are with that. Uh, another big, big factor here is that it's mostly... Uh, people from poor regions going and they get paid for killing Ukrainians, you know, and um, they just earn money. And that's why they go and that's why they fight like they fight, because we fight for our land, for our survival, for our children. They just fight to earn some bucks. So they get paid. They get yeah. a, there's a bounty on Ukrainians. Yeah. It's, it's not a bounty on Ukrainians. It's a high salary compared to uh, to uh, average salary in Russia. That's it. It's just most okay. most of the soldiers are coming from you know the depressive regions from Siberia. They uh, just are glad to, to be drunk, to be away from their families, from their wives, nagging wives, and uh, uh, to earn money uh, they never earned before. That's that that that's what it's about for many of them. You know the the Russian people must be able to see what we what we see in the West, or some, at least some of what we see in the West, as far as the war crimes and actions, the, the disgusting, um, to the terrible actions of their own soldiers. They're supposed to be proud of their military, but what these people are doing, these aren't soldiers. These are barbarians. And, and I would have expected the Russian people in large numbers to stand up against this. But as you, you state, there are, it, it, it really is enigmatic behavior. It is imperialism. You know, they were uh, told for years, for two decades, that uh, good or bad, uh, evil is just very relative. And what's important is whether you're strong or weak. And if you are strong... Uh, then uh, you are allowed to, to have your way over the one who is weak. This is called conquering, and all empires do that. I'll never forget this video when one of the young soldiers who were doing these things in Bucha, uh, he was online and talking to a Ukrainian 
lady. And uh, she asked them, why did you rape all these women in Ukraine? And the answer was, because they were weak. I just, I, I could not believe my ears to hear. Because they're weak. Being weak mm. is reason enough to do all these things. Russia is strong. Russia is powerful. So Russia um, can do that, you know, is allowed to do that. And uh, this is what I call imperialism. This is what they were taught and that's what they were fed for decades. And neither Putin nor his generals nor his um, inner circle are going to hold these monsters to account. What are, um, what are Ukraine's plans for Russia long term? Initially, you know, all the experts, or not all, but many experts said in February, well, they'll only hold out 72 hours. In three days, the Russians will be in Kiev. Here we are more than halfway through month eight. And the Ukrainian military is pushing the Russians back toward the Russian border. Ultimately, what is, what's the objective? Just to get them out? This is what we want, uh, at least uh, to get them through the borders of uh, February 24th. Um, but, uh, quite frankly, uh, as we feel uh, that we are winning this war, uh, the idea gets more and more popular that we need to fully restore Ukraine's sovereignty in the borders uh, before Crimean annexation. That's 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 the sentiment uh, with many people and definitely with the army. But of course, uh, but um, but but it, there is no. Uh, uh, I know only that 87 percent of Ukrainians are against uh, reaching peace uh, via um, territorial concessions. That's that's what we are definitely not going to do with Russia. And I fully understand that. I'm sure most people in this country would understand that. Most people in the world. You don't let a bully into your house and say, now these rooms are mine and you're not allowed in here anymore. This is now mine. And I hope you do kick their backsides and kick them right out of Russia, right out of Ukraine and make them pay the price. But the question, and you are making them pay the price for entering your country, Alexander, but does the Ukrainian military, and given all the successes that you're having, does the Ukrainian military have what it takes material? I mean, as far as material is concerned, to to get the Russians out of those four areas of um, of Ukraine, including Crimea, to just push them out. Do you have enough enough of what you need? It depends. Uh, quite frankly, uh, some at, at some points I hear that yes, we have uh, uh, plenty of you know this uh, heavy artillery uh, of uh, rocket multi-launch uh, rocket systems. Uh, but, for instance, today I was I was listening to this journalist uh, from Donbas region, and he says Russians uh, still still have more than we do. And of course, of course, we need uh, this uh, uh, long-range uh, multi-launch uh, rocket systems, uh, which Russia has, and we don't. We need uh, the um, missiles that Russia Russia has. And first of all, first of all. We need uh, air defense to defend our, our cities like Kharkiv, like Zaporizhia, which get shelled every day and people are dying, uh, civilians, uh, children, women, uh, everybody. And it's just it's, it's, it's frustrating to be so helpless. And the Germans still haven't provided you with uh, any battle tanks, even though they have hundreds of leopard tanks that are just out of commission that are 
perfectly usable, well, but they won't give them German, to you. Germans are saying, uh, let Americans do it first and then we'll provide. So maybe uh, once this land lease plan uh, starts working and uh, at least some American tanks come, uh, then Germans will send them into. That's my hope. Yeah, be a big, big difference maker for you. What's your economy like? How are your people, how are Ukrainian people surviving? And what's, what does winter look like for you? Well, the economy is uh, down heavily. Some say 30%, some say more. Uh, a lot of has been destroyed of our heavy industry. Mariupol was our biggest, uh, you know, uh, steelmaking um uh, plant and uh, it's it's gone now. Many things are gone now. Uh, people, of course, uh, are running out of money, but thank God uh, we have uh, our Western uh, partners who uh, keep uh, our uh, budget, at least those who receive uh, salaries like, um, you know, uh, from our budget sector, like uh, teachers and uh, policemen uh, and soldiers. Uh, they get uh, money, they still get their salaries. That's big, that's yeah. important, but it's, it's difficult. And of course, it will be a very, very difficult winter. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.